0: I said, what? everybody and welcome to the challenge flag where we call bs on fantasy football so-called experts i'm zachary dorfman joined by michael conti a and also today we have a very special guest a fantasy football and especially wide receivers expert jonathan agos is with us today jonathan thank you for joining us
1: absolutely thanks for having me
0: of course of course so for today's show we're gonna be continuing with our Uh, wide receiver episode. I told you guys last week that we were going to have a separate episode because we just love talking about wide receivers. We have a lot of content to give you. Today, we're going to talk about sleepers, guys that we're high on, guys that we're low on, some possible bus candidates. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Before we get started, though, uh, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at flag underscore challenge. You can also give us a follow on iTunes. You can just search the challenge flag in the iTunes uh, podcast store. You can also go straight to our website if you do not have Apple products to thechallengeflagofficial.podbean.com or also you can go to our YouTube channel and search The Challenge Flag and you'll see all of our podcasts up on YouTube. And lastly, if you have something that you want us to discuss on one of our episodes, send us an email at thechallengeflagofficial at gmail.com.
1: So guys, before we get started, I just wanted to up a draft strategy that i've been experimenting with recently in our league we just passed uh the rule that we can now trade current draft picks and so since there is a lower hit rate on on landing those seventh eighth ninth round picks i have been reaching out to members in our league to try and trade some of those later picks to package with a second or a third round pick to move up into those rounds and get someone that I think is a, a safer target for their ADP. And the biggest reason why I came up with this strategy is because of past experience with missing out on those later picks with them being busts. Come the regular season, I find myself being too hesitant to, to part ways with them at least early on in this in the season when, you know, I, I think is really crucial for a lot of waiver wire ads. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talent on the board still early on in the season in the waiver wire that there's some guys that go undrafted that I, I would be happy to take a flyer <laughs> on, which is really all you're doing in the seventh and eighth round and and instead positioning yourself by trading those later round picks to get someone that you are are surefire. so for example, in our our league, in the second round, my ADP usually falls around Mike Evans, mm-hmm. who I know the talent is there, but I don't know if the situation with Jameis is necessarily the best. No, not at all. But <laughs> no. Um, but someone like Michael Thomas, I think, is a surefire top five wide receiver this year. And if there's a ability to to maybe swap picks and give up a seventh or a sixth, fifth round, maybe not a fifth, but a sixth round pick to move up and get someone that I'm more confident about. This is a year that I think, well, this is our first year that we're even allowing to trade draft picks. So that's why uh, I had an epiphany the other day. Like, wait, I don't have to draft where I'm actually, (laughs) where my
0: picks are. I can move. Which is, is the best part about being in a league where you can trade picks because absolutely, yeah, it's, uh, well, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like half agree with you because okay. I, I like the, I love that idea, of because like because you're right because the waiver wire can be so hot, especially in the beginning of the season where you're like, you can use your picks on, um, you know, guys that no one's drafting being the first one to draft like the Jacksonville defense. Mike, you said before that like that's like drafting a wide receiver that goes it in is. your starting lineup. Yeah. So why not? Absolutely. Or you know if you wanted to, um. Like, I don't know, like, you know, you waited, you're going to wait like later on a quarterback and you're still like, well, I'm still going to wait later. So there's like no, like, I I think that I like, I like that idea of saying, look, I'm going to sure up starting spots, guys that I know are going to be locks for points as opposed to guys on the bench that could potentially not do anything and then let the bench spots be the positions where it's going to be the waiver wire where they actually show you something first and the season plays out a little bit and you can see where guys are performing but the thing that i like semi disagree with is i think Mm -hmm. that like seventh round is still a little bit early for that you know especially if you're someone who likes to take like a tight end early you know then you've just had like because like seventh round is you've picked six times tight ends early you got like like three wide receivers and a running back. I mm-hmm. think that like, you know, you're picking your first bench guy. And if, you know, if we are going to look at ADP wise, like you're, let me pull that up real quick. So like, let's go seventh round. So like wide receivers in the seventh round are still like Emmanuel Sanders, Jamison Crowder, Devin Funches, Randall Cobb. So I still think that like, for me, I'm still going to take that guy that like, I think is like fringe starter first, and yeah. then like – and then I think that like once you start getting into maybe like 8, 9, 10 is when I would be like, yeah, I don't need – I don't really need that pick. I would rather sure up a a, a guy that I like. So I I like that drafting strategy. I, that's pretty interesting. You know,
1: and, and this wasn't something that I've been thinking about a lot. This is something that's happened over the last like 24 hours. So I, <laughs> it's not something I've had enough to <laughs> like dive into what I'm saying and being our first year of trading draft picks. There's no guide as to what the value, like the pick is like, Oh, if I wanted to move up, this is going to be a fourth and a sixth, or I'm going to have to swap. That's the beauty of it is that Mm. you can get creative. Yeah. So I don't really, like I said, I don't really, yes, I love the value in in the seventh round, especially for a wide receiver um, or or someone else. But I was just looking back at our, our draft last year and, and, Seeing the guys that we had targeted in the seventh, and I'm saying, man, if I had given up that pick, I could have really locked in someone nice in the second round. there, yeah. there were a lot of duds.
0: Yeah, and more let me, duds than you think. Let me be like, uh, like fair warning for the two of you. Be like, now that you're able to trade picks, let me tell you what my uh, what I did the last few years. You
2: can't trade players for picks.
0: Well, okay, well, you, I would love you, to. It worked. It worked once. I traded players for picks and then what was it no i i won no i traded players for picks and won no i'm sorry reverse i traded (laughs) picks for players and won and then the next year i had like no picks so my team was awful so i traded picks for players then i had a few injuries even with those Uh extra picks so i traded more picks for players so going into last year's draft I had two first rounds, two second rounds, three third rounds, two fourth rounds, and two sixth round picks. I stopped picking a full team in the 11th round, and we have an additional starter and an additional bench spot. Jeez. And I got <laughs> hosed. I <laughs> I drafted Aaron Rodgers, and he got hurt. I don't hurt. blame
1: you, you got the extra picks.
0: Exactly, yeah. That's. But that's you what... can't account for injury. Yeah. If he's
1: healthy, that's a steal.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, and I got Greg Olson. That, that worked out great.
1: <laughs> Another injury. <laughs> yeah.
0: I uh, again, I think if he's healthy, completely different. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's just, it's just like you know, the trading for picks. Like, it sometimes might not work out. My wide receiver, it was like AJ Green. Down year Demarius Thomas right. like worse year. the only time he's like never had a thousand yards My keeper was Amari Cooper like and yeah. Isaiah Crowell awful <laughs> like, It was <laughs> so, ev- everything didn't pan out
1: I'm on fantasy football calculator right now looking at PPR ADP from last year And I want to read some of the seventh round picks and and give your gauge that so these are guys that people were high on then I mean Zach Ertz steel Tevin Coleman, solid. Sanders, down year. Sarah Carr, down year. Darren McFadden, Chris Hogan, Mariota, Derek Henry, Delaney Walker, Jameis Winston, Theo Riddick, Paul Perkins, Jeremy Macklin, Rudolph, and Willie Sneed. It's I like, can do without all of those guys. <laughs> but last year, that was like, oh, you know what? You can get them there. I, I, I just think that there are so many stories that you buy into that you're – You're selling yourself into, oh, yeah, I could really – I'd love a Robbie Anderson (laughs) or something (laughs) and you you whiff.
0: Yep. Paul – whoa, whoa. You're telling me Paul Perkins was a whiff? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And
1: that's something where you're saying, oh, wait, I'm going to get a starting running back in the Giants' backfield. And that's Uh one of the reasons why someone's (laughs) taking like – whatchamacallit, Royce Freeman. He's going earlier six – Maybe what is his ADP?
0: He's actually, yeah, he's pretty high.
1: Yeah, fifth round. That's pretty rich. Fifth round,
2: me. fifth pick, yeah. Fifth, 54th player off the board. Well, yeah, and around Royce Freeman. Who, Ball, what's his name? What the fuck's that Monte Booker. Mon- I just read a report
1: today that he's going to be the starting back to start the season. It's like, yeah, so I'm Mon- not going <laughs> to. Yeah,
0: yeah, Royce Freeman shouldn't be there. So, gentlemen let's just get right into it we're each going to pick a uh, sleeper candidate that we have for this year and we're going to kind of discuss our feelings about it Mike is going to start us off so Mike who is your sleeper candidate
2: I want to keep it plain and simple and I am choosing Sterling Shepard Sterling Shepard's got an ADP of 44 and he is my sleeper for the same reason that Devonte Parker was my sleeper last year if you guys remember last year, Jay Cutler came over to Miami and he was praising Devante Parker, comparing him to Alshon Jeffrey. Likewise, this year, Eli Manning is saying that Shepard is primed for a big year. And I know before I said you can't take much into account for coaches' talk, but I think when a quarterback is praising one of his wide receivers, that, that holds a lot of weight for me. And the fact that he's primed for a big year, with even with Odell back and Evan Ingram back, I definitely think he will produce. Hmm,
0: okay. Yeah do we do we have any concerns though for there just being uh kind of like too many cooks in the kitchen?
2: Yes. A little bit. I mean this guy's ADP forty four, so that's that's wide receiver four. And I think just where where you can get him at, I think he it's worth the pick. I mean, Evan Ingram, yeah, he'll get he'll get his touches. Odell Beckham will get will get the bulk of the work. Barkley's definitely gonna be catching some balls out of the backfield, but Last year with Odell out and Brandon Marshall out, I definitely think Sterling Shepard uh, tied up his bond with Eli Manning and they're more on a
0: better page. Yeah, I could see yeah, that happening.
1: I agree with you as well. Eli yeah. Manning had a comment on him recently saying that he could see him stepping up and having a huge year this year.
0: Yeah, you know, I can see that, you know, I think I have a little bit more concern than you do about the two, the just like too many guys that need to be getting the ball. Uh, however, though, you know, when a quarterback does say that, you know, it shows that he's not going to just forget about this guy. And I think that, like you mentioned, too, that he is his ADP is going as the 44th wide receiver off the board. So a good wide receiver that's in a good offense and the quarterback seems to love at that draft price. Uh, like that seems like something really good to to take a chance on. I, I definitely can get behind that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand your concern with the whole Spreading the ball around, but last year the Giants averaged 38 pass attempts a game.
1: If you could That's get a quarter of that to, to maintain or a that, of that, especially with Saquon, come on, you just invested <laughs> that draft pick. Like <laughs> Saquon is gonna be the guy. He's gotta be fed the rock. I can't imagine Eli throwing it as much as he did last year when they had who Perkins back there.
2: Yeah, they had Perkins, Darkwa,
1: Darkwa, Gallman. Uh,
2: guys that shouldn't be in the nfl <laughs> right yeah. yeah okay but i still like them because eli likes them and if eli likes them
0: i like them <laughs> which again can be good enough for that draft price it's not like you're getting it's, like yeah, it's, like yeah, it's not like i'm wasting
2: it it's like i'm wasting a high value pick on this is a right. bench spot where exactly that's all a sleeper is, is a bench spot and you're just hoping this guy will be able to produce for you as a bi-week starter or even a flex play
0: And this is a guy that could be a number one on another offense. Like if Odell Beckham Jr. is not there, this is a wide receiver with that talent.
2: That's what I'm saying. If you have, like you said with Josh Gordon, if you have the talent, that's going to take you a long way.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So something to consider about Shepard's success is if we get like a little bit into the numbers there is that um, it's really, it's really cool to look at kind of inside receivers like slot or flanker guys and then see how they are on deep routes because that definitely makes uh, makes it more difficult for uh, defenses to plan for. And so he actually had a 56.4% success rate, which was above the league average on the nine route, even as a guy who where all of his successes were coming uh, from the shorter routes like the curl and the flat, the slant. Uh, so this is a guy similarly, you know, to Adam Thielen where he's got some vertical game. Uh, coming out of the slot, which definitely causes for some mismatches, and he's also good at the uh, um, you know, with contested catches as well, with a 22% of his targets needing being contested catches and him converting on 81.3% of those. So, this isn't a guy to just say, okay, he's the number two behind Odell, like, yeah, you know, I. Like you said, I'm probably not as high as you on him just because there's so many talented guys there in that offense. But if he were to have a breakout year, like Adam Thielen did last year, it wouldn't be something that we didn't see coming. Yeah, and it's
2: perfect that you're not high on him because we're talking about sleepers here. So this is just... Right. That's what this is. (laughs) Low risk, (laughs) high reward. True.
1: For for my sleeper, um, I actually am going to stick with Jordan Matthews. I have many sleepers, but... (laughs) He
2: can't tell us because <laughs> we're in the same thing. Uh-huh. This is true. That's, but, what I, that's what I'm saying. When we do this podcast, I'm like,
0: I don't want to talk too much because I don't want to <laughs> give away my whole draft strategy here. See, and I told... got to let
2: the people know. We need the people yeah, to know. I told everyone in
0: my league that I was just like, look, I'm sacrificing draft strategy for this, so can you guys give me some <laughs> slack?
1: <laughs> well, when you look at the offense... Um, with some of the missing pieces for the Patriots, you have a guy like Brandon Cooks who had had 114 targets last year. You love their team, and, and some and Danny Amendola, another guy who had 87 targets. So that's 200 targets to be had. And while Edelman has had just insane volume throughout his career, he is coming off of a torn ACL. So you're looking at 200 targets um, that, that is going to be potentially thrown around in that offense. And, and Jordan Matthews, who's a glorified slot receiver where in years past as a slot receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, he had 809, almost a thousand yards. Um, actually even 800 yards in his third season in the NFL and, and having eight touchdowns in both 2014 and 2015. So you're not swinging for the fences on, this is a guy that's very low risk that that can give you really solid production in the later rounds of drafts.
2: I'll be honest, this is like the definition of a sleeper because I was unaware prior to discussing this that he was even a Patriot. I thought he was still a Bill and he was going to (laughs) go undrafted with whatever they got as quarterback over there. So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him getting some targets. I mean, he got the job done in Philadelphia. He was getting the job done in Buffalo until he got injured. And I, you got Tom Brady as quarterback. I can only imagine that his his production will go up from what it's been previously, just because of the improvement in quarterback play.
0: And I think he's literally the opposite of the Sterling Shepard situation. It's not that there's too many guys there; is that there's there's nobody. Nobody there. needs to catch the ball. Right? Yeah, it's,
2: it's Chris Hogan going downfield, and they need someone to catch the ball. Sure, underneath.
1: Hogan is due for an increased workload, but. Matthews is one of those guys he's a high character guy when I remember reading so many beat report writer uh, writers saying that Matthews staying late after practice working with Sam Bradford when he was still with the Eagles he's someone that I could see being a junkie with Brady and being one of his buddies because he's still young got a ton of upside and honestly if you're looking at last year's stats, you can take him with a grain of salt because there there wasn't a single wide receiver that you even would want to own on that Bills roster.
0: No, absolutely.
1: Or you want to stay away from that quarterback situation. So, yeah, definitely one of my sleepers this season.
0: Yeah, I could I could absolutely get behind that, especially at his ADP. Like you like you discussed earlier about how a lot of times those late rounds you know, you would rather just give them up to sure up a starter. But, like, this is where you're saying to yourself, like, 10th pick of the 13th round. Like, we're getting pretty close to kickers right now. Like, we're getting guys that right. are not going to be on rosters Shh. later. So, I'm going to pick a guy that is going to have most likely the highest workload around the guys um, that are, like, going in that round. Like, Absolutely. some like some other guys around him. Tyler you Wa- might even...
2: Be able to get some increased value out of jordan matthews's first four weeks of julian edelman out and you could and just you could, him away. you could
1: exactly yeah. just trade him away to somebody who's just oh my god oh he's put up 15 points a week and you know that that's yeah. how belichick works as soon as last year you thought gillis lee was the guy to run that backfield and then it's burkhead or it's james white or it's dion lewis you never know with the patriots offense that's mm-hmm. that's why they beat down on teams because on any given week Michael Conti with the touchdown in the end zone.
0: Belichick <laughs> yeah. is a fricking. I'm bazoo. the number one out of the week. <laughs> I'd draft you. I, I'd pick you up. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd even start you. I would start you, and I would post your Not even uh, like, a flex play.
2: He would start me in my position.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, no! You would be wide receiver one. Like uh, I'll sit Antonio Hello. for you. <laughs> Just so that it shows up on like Antonio Brown's like start percentage. 9% start. Yeah. <laughs> Just so Antonio Brown can be like, who's not starting me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next guy up for us is the guy that I am most excited to talk about. And that is Kenny Stills. Okay, I'm about to change <laughs> your life. True therapy. I'm about to change oh, I love look, yes, Kenny Stills sir. is a Kenny Stills is a guy that I'm targeting in every single one of my drafts. So look, like, before like something you need to know about Miami, first of all, is they had the highest wide receiver target percentage and wide receiver completion percentage in the NFL last year. Something that you probably were like were not expecting them to have. But yes, they were number one last year. And with um, with Jarvis Landry gone 161 targets are freed up now some may say that those are going to go to Devonte Parker but I'm looking for a guy who might end up filling in the Jarvis Landry slot role right now Kenny Stills ADP is wide receiver 51 so like even lower than Sterling Shepard um, he lined up in the slot on 38.8 percent of his snaps And he was at least off the line of scrimmage. If you remember, I talked about the importance of not being that X and being at least like a flanker position. So you can't see that press coverage at the line. So at least 54.7% of the time. So he was seeing softer. He's going to see softer coverage. And I think that he's going to be in the slot even more than 38% of the time uh, now with Jarvis gone. And not only can he rip teams up the middle from the inside on vertical routes, he's really successful at vertical routes. You know, he's... Uh, more successful than the league average on the corner, the nine and the post route. But also uh, that danger up top also creates for some separation on things like the comeback and the flat. So my point being is that I think that he's in the perfect, perfect position and he's a guy that is so successful on on these like exact kind of routes that he needs to be successful at that i think that this is kenny stills breakout year yeah so i think that he's gonna finish above Devonte parker i think he's the wide receiver to own on the team well
2: i have two words for you give talking about me. those slot wide receivers give it to danny me. Amendola. where's he going he's going in the slot
0: yeah but even with, <laughs> but like even when jarvis landry was there he had 38 percent of his snaps in the slot it's like, true. and, like, Jarvis is, like, the definition, like, when you look up slot in the dictionary.
2: There's a picture of Jarvis Landry. Yeah.
0: So, like, I, I don't know. I only see that getting higher. I see what you're saying with Amandola though, like, but... Hopefully that's what they brought it in.
2: Like, when they, I saw that ad, I was like, okay, they got a good replacement for Jarvis.
1: No, I... <laughs> now, Jarvis Landry was notorious for getting a lot of catches around the line of scrimmage. He was a yak king. And... Kenny Stills, while he's got the speed and he's a great, very talented speed receiver, I don't know if he's that type of guy that can produce with the ball in his hands, making guys miss to fight for those extra yards. When you look at his um, career yak numbers, he's never surpassed 200 yards in terms of uh, – he's never surpassed 200 yards yaks <laughs> yards after catch <laughs> y- 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 <laughs> <Yaks>. <laughs> and looking at Jarvis Landry last year with almost 500 uh, yards after catch I don't know if that's replicable in that offense I think Jarvis Landry is one of the most talented guys with getting I almost said yards after contact yards after the catch uh, I, I don't know if Kenny Stills can necessarily fill that role
0: no and I, and I don't think i don't think he has to personally like i i don't think they are going to like i don't like Kenny Stills i guess like to be Jarvis Landry because there is only one Jarvis Landry and like he's not going to have the exact success that he did but i just think it like where his ADP is and i mean like he's it's not just you know it's not just that he's successful on deep balls he's successful in the slot like he's also successful with 50-50 balls with, like, a 73% conversion rate uh, last season. So I think that he's, he's like, more, to me, he's, like, a really underrated, like, all-around successful wide receiver that I think that the Dolphins are going to kind of realize that they have in him. And I, I, like, I just think, like, at ADP 51, I think he's going to finish as the best wide receiver on that team and, like, way higher than that.
1: Do you think Tannehill stepping in... Has any impact on this because he didn't play at all last year. And, and you have a guy like Cuddy who, while smoking Jay Cuddy isn't necessarily the best quarterback out there, um they, they, the Dolphins were down in a lot of games. They were able to just throw the ball a ton. So it was, it still is more so a product of that.
0: Well, I don't see him, um, like, I don't see the Dolphins being any better. Uh, I see the Dolphins being pretty atrocious, so I still think that they're going to be down in games and needing to throw the ball a lot. So, you know, I think that, um, like, Tannehill, Tannehill versus Cutler, um, like, I personally, I think I would rather have Tannehill in there, like, if I'm a Kenny Stills owner, uh, but I, I think that, like, more from what I was looking at was not the volume, but more, uh, like the, like, the area of success that he was able to have. Gotcha. Um, So I think that he's going to be successful this year. And I think with the Jarvis leaving, there's more volume for him to be successful with. So that's kind of where I was going.
1: Don't get me wrong. I actually am very high on Kenny Stills, but I'm oh. trying to play devil's advocate Oh, I here. love devil's <laughs>
0: advocate. Please, please.
2: <laughs> like I said before, we're talking sleepers like here. I like to you don't, challenge don't myself. Really poop on I do like him very pooping much. Pooping on someone's parade for a sleeper is like, okay, but it's a sleeper. I'm not saying he's a wide receiver too. I'm saying he's a sleeper.
0: Yeah, a guy that I think <laughs> like Like I feel like with sleepers, the important thing to note is that these are guys that – if they don't pan out there were so many reasons for them not to it's -hmm. just there are those few reasons where you're like look if they finish in the top 24 like i had the the reasons to back it up beforehand like it wasn't a full-on surprise all right so next on the list we are going to do a little segment called floor or ceiling so we're going to be going through some wide receivers that we are either really high on and we think are going to break right through that ceiling and uh, outperform their adp or guys that we are pretty low on and think are just gonna fall right through the floor and finish well below their adp
1: what is your take on crabtree this year
0: <sighs> i go back and forth so right michael crabtree like you know th- again this is the whole like like you said everybody looks good in the offseason but the mm-hmm. reports are that like Joe Flacco is just like, wow, I've needed this for years and (laughs) I haven't had it, but it's just, Joe Flacco is so bad that like one of two things can happen. One, he like Crabtree is just bad because Flacco is bad. Or two, Flacco is so bad that he's like, wow, I'm just going to throw it up to Michael Crabtree and let him try to beat people, which he will do. And like, I could see him having like a awful amount of yards like 800 yards but have like 12 touchdowns
1: i i agree with you and the reason why i'm leaning more towards ceiling for him is because when you look at joe flacco the success that he actually when when they were a playoff team
2: yeah the steve ravens
1: smith. he did have steve smith but the ravens offense had a running game between behind ray rice I, I, after ray rice i don't think there's been a a solid running back in that Baltimore backfield that you would want to own Yeah. Um. and that offensive line last year you look at Marshall Yonda who's a Hall of Famer guy hasn't let up a, a sack in like three years he went down last year and they lost their other interior guard Ronnie Stanley a first round tackle that was drafted a few years ago someone should be on the up and up so I like their offensive line this season and Alex Collins showed enough that that running game could be actually decent this year and i love the baltimore ravens defense enough that i think crabtree can hit that floor of a a wide receiver too not necessarily with the yards but catches and touchdowns yep yeah i don't know is it is it because the wide receivers were there was a lack of talent there maybe not but I'd be interested to see if there was a correlation in a spike of wide receiver numbers on weeks that Alex Collins was productive as a running back. I know it's almost counterintuitive. You would say, oh, well, if the running back's scoring more points then the wide receivers wouldn't be scoring as much, but I think they feed can off of each other in this yeah. sense.
0: It's not like, ooh, ah, but... No, <laughs> so like
1: 10-point, 12-point floor. <laughs> it was,
0: it was fifth, so Mike Wallace went 15-9, 16-10. Only one touchdown, but like his stats like were not very sexy. I
2: I know the one game he had like three catches mm. for
1: 130 yards.
0: Well, he had like five for one. Oh, that was week five.
1: Mm. He had 11 target. What was this? A week 12, 11 targets, eight targets, Mm. 510. Maybe someone like Crabtree could take advantage of those numbers. Crabtree, I see high floor, low ceiling. I don't I don't I I can't expect all Worst that much. ADP. You from, think he's gonna
2: be above
0: or below his ADP?
1: Um, let's see it. Six point oh five, you know. Is he on the screen right
0: now? Yeah, fifth fifth pick of the sixth round.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think he's right where he deserves to be.
0: Yeah, so, like, guys around him are Sammy Watkins, Corey Davis, Julian Edelman, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones.
1: I think I like him more than Marvin Jones. Maybe not as much as Corey Davis, although the upside is immense with Davis. Maybe we could
2: say that. What's something that's not the ceiling or the floor?
0: The couch.
1: In the middle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a couch guy. He's on the couch. He's
2: on the ceiling and the floor. Michael like
1: Croucher, you know,
2: we got him on the couch. Yeah. He's not going to do worse than his ADP. We don't think he's going to do much better than his ADP. We think he's a really the hard experts have him. Right. I just have him right, right where we think he's going to finish.
0: Well, he's just so, like, vanilla, right? Yeah. Like, there's exactly. nothing. Not like... two
2: years ago. Two years ago, dude. He killed it for me.
0: Oh, yeah. Two was, years ago. I
2: was, I was
1: so high on him. Wasn't that... A lot of, I got him
2: in like the fifth round. He got like 15 mm, touchdowns. I
1: was just going to say, but wasn't that mostly out of touchdowns? Points are points. I know, but <laughs> I don't expect Flacco to be slinging which is why 15 I, touchdowns. Which is why person. I have him at floor. Right. That's why I say he has a low ceiling, but because somebody needs to catch the balls there. He's I like him for a, a
2: high,
0: high floor. floor. So he's, he's living in, the in, the in a ranch house right now.
2: You know, the floor and the ceiling, <laughs> they're right there.
0: Yeah, he's the number one on a team that has improved, but because that quarterback play is still suspect, it's hard to say that he's going to, like, break out and do his ceiling because his ceiling is, like, double-digit touchdowns, and, like, that's pretty tough to predict with Flacco, but it's, but also, but, like, a number one receiver on an improved team, you're not going to say that he's just, like, going to be, like, down in the dirt.
2: I mean, his wide receivers are significantly improved.
0: Oh yeah, with Willie, the... Willie Sneed. Absolutely. and Willie
2: Sneed, John
1: Brown Crabtree. John I Brown think any Brown. team would take that. I don't. Is John Brown a sleeper? Or is he's the he's the ultimate everyone's sleeping? Nobody's waking <laughs> nobody's up for nobody's... this guy. <laughs> because <for> <laughs> <laughs> I know the sickle cell threw him off, and and uh,
2: oh, he has sickle cell Arizona.
1: Pool. Yeah, but when he played, the guy was a beast. And Mike loves his sickle cell guys.
0: <laughs> Might have to You know have what him. that means? He's got a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good when you're starting to reference older episodes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know this is.
2: I need someone to reference my Marquise Goodwin.
1: I know this is after the fact, but uh, another point going back to Jordan Matthews, I realized Malcolm Mitchell had 48 targets last year, and he is someone that's rumored to be on the trade market so they're looking to get rid of another wide receiver just For, a
0: side point wait you mean the, uh, new england yeah yes Ooh. that's yeah that's more targets i mean 48 48 uh, is 48 i mean that's that's not awful so that's just so more targets, i'm just, yeah. just saying uh, that's they're saying targets. they
1: wouldn't be surprised if he's released in the next few weeks
0: and then that's more targets to go to possibly yeah.
1: throw and that's that puts it up to 250 targets that Brady needs to throw around.
0: That'll all go to Jordan Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. Be NFL <laughs> record, season reception record. No, he's <laughs> in no, no.
2: reception record. He'll be, he'll be targeted. He'll
0: be targeted 250 times, but he'll still have 70 catches. <laughs> yep, 900 yards, seven touchdowns, <laughs> 40 drops. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, next up, we have Tyreek Hill, floor or ceiling?
1: He's someone that is, he has the speed to take it over the top past anyone. He's a world-class sprinter. However, he's also someone that's one of the most dynamic yards after catch players and could be having another guy like Watkins to stretch the field. Tyreek could be someone going over the middle, almost in a Jarvis Landry type role where he was last year with the Dolphins and he's someone that would absolutely thrive in that. So, while I know most people aren't high on Tyreek Hill, I think if you could net him in the 4th round, it would be a pretty solid pick
2: because of his Again,
1: score. ADP, I would never reach for him in the 3rd round. I don't I don't like him more than a lot of other receivers that are drafted around him, but That's I'm why not we as him at the floor. I'm not as I don't think he has the a serious low floor. I think his floor is still at wide receiver two. So you think he's going to finish wide receiver two? Uh-huh.
2: That's another thing. Like, what? what's his... So his ADP is what? High.
1: It is. It's way too high, but...
0: Uh, Tyreek Hill is going. His
1: third round, nine fifteen. See, that's why I'm saying... I. I he's saying floor wide receiver. The next round, I think, would be... So, if you're looking between Golden Tate and Tyreek Hill, I'm taking yeah, Tyreek.
2: Yeah, we're talking, we're, we haven't listened as floor here. I mean, he's wide receiver two. Jonathan thinks he's going to finish at wide receiver two, but definitely more in the 20s, right? You're not, yeah, talking no, this. no, you're no, not, no, not at 15. Teams. No, so yeah, that's what we mean by floor. That doesn't mean he's going to have a terrible year. It just well, means
0: no, yeah, like I said, someone who's going to finish below their ADP.
2: Okay, yeah, so that's yeah.
0: He's okay, if that's the
1: case, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and your point <laughs> to that could also be the fact that Alex Smith, while nobody's praising him, last year he was an MVP candidate. So I can't, you can't expect Mahomes to step in in year two and replicate that sort of success.
2: Yeah, there seems to be a commonality in our uh, – is that even a word? I'll make it a Com- word for tonight, commonality. I think it is um, a word. Between think- all of our floored wide receivers, I mean, it's the quarterback play is having a huge role on my opinion at least on why i think they're more they're going to be play below their adp
0: see i'm the opposite i like patrick mahomes but i like him with watkins more than i like him with tyreek hill
1: i agree with that i love watkins deep ball ability yeah i mean it's so good the rams were like you know what we're gonna go get cooks. That wasn't a because of Watkins, and,
0: and he's a reds. And like Watkins is like a big boy red zone guy. Like I think a like a rookie is gonna want to like a like a rookie quarterback is gonna want to like look to this like big bodied receiver to uh, like you know if like to not only separate but if he can't separate to like win jump balls. And I think that. Uh, Watkins is able to do that. Like, I'm not going to take that away from Tyreek Hill. He had, like, an 80% success rate against, uh, like, contested catch success rate. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not saying that Tyreek Hill can't win 50-50 balls. It's just that I think with, like, with like Watkins' like pure, like, body ability, I just, I like him as, like, a safer bet. And I think that, I like, agree. he's going to take some more targets away from Hill. Like, it's going to be, like, a lower target share for him. So, uh, he's... The notion that Hill is going to have the same or better season than last year, I think is crazy.
1: Yeah. And you know, Watkins, has he ever really had a stable quarterback no. while he's been in the NFL? No. That is a Jared, Goff. Jared Come on. Goff. Jared Goof. <laughs> Jared Goof. That guy didn't even look at Watkins last year. It was a crime. They had a Ferrari that they didn't even, they left it in the garage all winter.
2: <laughs> they did. Jared Goff doesn't know if the sun sets in the east or the west, and apparently he doesn't know how to throw the ball to Sammy Watkins.
1: Does not.
0: Unless it's actually on like the one-yard line. Like Sammy Watkins yeah. has so mm, that, many like, one-yard touchdowns. Yeah, those
2: curls. <laughs> those slang curls. Nice, yeah. Lane. All right.
0: Quick. On the one. Nice.
2: Fantasy <laughs> plug for the best mock drafts, free um, fantasyfootballcalculator.com. If you ever want to be in a draft with me, you will see my team name is I'm pooping right now. So if you ever see that team name while drafting on fantasyfootballcalculator.com, that is me, Michael Conti, host of The Challenge Flag.
0: Ooh, At him. I, also, <laughs> <laughs> I know Mike's poop schedule, so we can, I'll be able to find you. <laughs> All right, next guy. Let's talk about a ceiling guy. Let's, let's do Jameson Crowder he's interesting Love Crowder. tell me why why do you love him so much
2: i think i mean we went back and fact checked him i thought he had a great i thought yeah. not my opinion on his season but how i remembered the 2016 season going was that he was a stud and we went back and looked at it and it was more of a what have you done for me lately he finished the season great same thing goes for 2017 didn't do much the whole year he finished pretty well now he has Alex Smith coming in, someone who, as Jonathan said, was MVP candidate last year. Kirk Cousins is gone.
1: I would love to see Alex Smith's average yards per attempt thrown because I think Crowder is someone that feeds more around the line of scrimmage that, um, you know, because when you look at that wide receiver group for the Washington Redskins, it you can make just as good of an argument for Josh Doxon, as you would, uh, I almost called him Pierre Garcon, <laughs> Jamison Crowder nice. uh, for for sleeper. Um,
0: well, Smith's yards per attempt, so like to go back to what you were saying, like like Smith's yards per attempt, last year was a, tied with a career high with eight. Um, but I think that that was like also like the Tyreek Hill effect. Before that, it was like that skewed because of Tyreek. Yeah, before that, it's high sixes, low sevens.
1: Right. I don't know necessarily how Doxon is going to be used in that offense.
0: That's the question marks, because like Paul Richardson is going to be an outside guy, but Washington did not use Crowder in the slot last year. Okay, He, he saw press coverage double the amount of times that he did. The, the previous year, it was like 12% in 2016 because they used him in the slot and it was 24% last year. So they like rarely used him in the slot. And basically, like, I think that in order for him to be successful, the coaching staff is going to have to be like, look, we need to get this guy back to where he's successful. And that's on the inside. So, but like if Doxon eats into that a little bit, that could be a problem.
2: I could also see mm-hmm. Jordan Reed coming back, actually helping Crowder, just because the defense will have to worry about that additional receiver. Truth.
0: But I mean, if I have to bank on it, I like, like I like Crowder. I think he's going to come out of the slot. I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of targets, and uh, I think he's going to be one of Alex Smith's favorite favorite go-to guys. I'll
2: be honest, I'm with you on that. Of our three ceiling receivers, I have the least amount of opinion on Crowder.
0: What? You're not opinionated? Like I don't I don't I have like Jameson nothing to say about him. <laughs> After you figured out he wasn't a stud the other year, you were like, I'm yeah, done. Like, I'm I done with like, you. I was like, what? I don't even know anything about this guy
1: <laughs> it seems like alex smith is the type of quarterback that wants to get the ball out of his hands quick yeah. Yeah. and when you look at that wider seer group the, what guy's going to be able to create the most separation off the line it, it looks like crowder, crowder is the favorite to be that yep. to fill that role i
2: think there's two different types of guys that throw the ball short there's sam bradford's and there's alex smith's
1: there's a check down queen yeah. versus an actual west coast system exactly quarterback.
2: Mm-hmm. and Alex Smith was the West Coast quarterback that was doing a job, whereas
0: Sam Bradford is the, <laughs> the, <same> ch- as- <laughs> the Checkdown queen. <laughs> that's an awesome nickname. <laughs> I-, I think that Sam Bradford forever is going to be my check down queen. <laughs> that's that's that. That's that from now on.
2: <laughs> you know when the high line bling, I hope it's my check down queen. <laughs> <laughs> So go back to the floor then. All right, you might think about Allen Robinson.
1: Allen Robinson. Um, I literally just I have go back down and Trubisky forth. effect. I well, I am actually on the upside of Trubisky. I
0: Trubisky. I don't,
1: I don't yes. think he's going to light the world on fire as a year or two quarterback. However, I think he has the arm talent. I think the Bears. With their division playing the Vikings and the Packers twice a year, Lions. I don't know their other schedule. The but Lions. No, I no no, no. <laughs> I know the Lions as well, but I was look. I'm trying to think of who else they play right, so this Pl- season. The so Packers is a but plus a plus matchup, whereas Vikings are not. Good. I could see the game script being flipped more towards they have to pass the ball, and if Allen Robinson is healthy, there's no doubt he's the most talented wide receiver in that group. Um, and the volume is going to be there. It's it's just a matter of does is Anthony Miller this out of the radar out of the blue guy that comes in and and really builds that rapport with Trubisky this off season and becomes his go to guy. Nobody knows. There's a lot of moving pieces. You have Robinson, a new wide receiver, Kevin Whiteback, Kevin injured. White he'll be we've never seen him we never we haven't seen him back on the ir (laughs) (laughs) trey burton a new tight end um you got a new offensive coordinator there's so many new pieces to that team that i could play devil's advocate here and say stay away from Allen robinson because of that and his uh high risk of injury um but i actually like him this year with his adp
0: Sorry, Mike. I'm on the same page there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, I think that ADP is a big part of it too, because like so. What is ADP? Well, so like. <laughs> yeah, and like asking that during conversation. The guy, yeah. So he's the 20th wide receiver off the board. Like the the guy in front of him is Juju Smith-Schuster, who are like I really like, but he is clearly a, like a number two, not getting the most targets on the team. You know, Brandon Cooks is two guys behind him. Like, I, I would I'd like Kate Alan Robinson.
2: I take Jarvis over Robinson. I take Chris Hogan over See, Robinson. See,
0: I'm not taking Jarvis. I'm not taking Alshon over him. Like, I think Alan Robinson to me, I, I would switch. I could switch him in Golden Tate, but I think that, like, Alan. I could, and I'm not saying I will, but, like, <laughs> I think that Alan Robinson, like, of where you're getting him, he is a number one, like, top 10 kind of body. Um, I, but he's so he's so like being drafted outside of that, that like exactly. if he can be your second wide receiver that you snag, you know, in the fourth round, like you get, you got your two running backs, your two wide receivers, like he could end up being that piece that finishes way higher than anyone was expecting. You know, just being such a talented guy, he could demand so many targets on that team.
1: Yeah. There's not You're too wrong. many, there's not too many wide receivers in that range where they have that immense ceiling of being a top, five top ten wide receiver. And given that situation, he's gonna be given the volume and you know the talent's there for him to at least be a wide receiver two. And with that ADP, I'll take him as my wide receiver two all day, knowing his upside is so high. So
2: are we talking floor or ceiling on this guy? It sounds like we're in the middle. It sounds like we're on the I think he has a safe floor with a high ceiling.
0: Well Mike, this was this was your pick. So if this was my pick and is
2: My pick is maybe starting 3 or 4 years ago, I said I will never own an Allen that's on the Jacksonville Jaguars referring to Allen Robinson Alan and Allen Hearns. Guess who this guy is? He's Allen Robinson. I'm never going to own him. I'm going to think down about him. And but, the, it's the whole Trubisky effect. You can't mm-hmm. I can't be sold on the Trubisky effect. I'm well, sorry.
0: Give us give us the stats <laughs> are, that are you like sold it. on the
2: Bortles effect? Oh, I think, he had Bortles, an, I think Bortles He had is a just...
1: top 10 year with Bortles. No, I mean
2: not to get into tight ends here prior to prior to trey burton getting traded i talked to nick and i said i will hands down draft trey burton because I, I i he was getting i think there was trade talks about him already i said when he gets traded i will hands down draft him as long as he doesn't land in chicago with the bears and guess where he landed <laughs> chicago with the bears guess who's not taking trey burton wow
0: this- you're not touching trey burton
2: because of Trubisky, man, I just don't believe in this guy at all. They call him the truth over there. No. Well,
0: give it. Give us the. Give uh, us totally. the stats. Give us those stats again that you gave.
2: Sixteen completions a game, for a hundred eighty yards. If Allen Robinson gets half of those receptions and half of those yards, yeah, okay, he's a wide receiver one, but he's not going to get that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see, uh, like. When you break it down like that, it's like wow, that sounds awful. I just, he I has think get that
2: half of everything every single week.
0: I think that Trubisky's team is receiver. so much better though. Like now, like his team well, is so much better. They got
2: last year, I couldn't name one wide. I can't tell you one wide receiver who was who was throwing to last year besides Zach Miller at tight end and Kevin White who was injured. But now he has Allen Robinson and Kevin White. But I mean, he was a second round, second overall pick. But just from what I've seen of him, I'm a big I'm a big guy. Show me, show me what you can do before I invest. And I mean, Al Robinson has, has shown it. Even as negative Nancy I am about the Allens of Jacksonville. I just I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think his his ADP is what was the ADP? Twentieth wide receiver. Twentieth wide receiver. I don't see him being a wide receiver too this year. So that's that's well uh, – well, I guess it is well below. Five spots below where his ADP is.
1: All right. Does anyone know anything about Matt Nagy and how his previous and offenses were run?
0: Yeah, he took over week 12 last year, and Tyreek Hill had – Seven catches, six catches for 185. You know, four for 75, five night, for 80. He loves his running
2: backs. He's a running back guy. When he was when he was the head coach, that's when um, Kareem Hunt got those 20 plus touches, right? That was uh, a stat from him.
0: Yes, but like I said, like Tyreek Hill was getting seven catches, seven catches, six catches. Uh, like I don't, I don't know. Like I could see like Allen Robinson putting up those same amount of catches, and that was actually more. He only had seven. He had seven catches like once the whole season then Nagy came in and he got it twice and six twice. So in like just like that end of the year stretch. So like yes, he I think he's more of like a running back like Tariq Cohen kind of guy. Like Tariq Cohen is probably just like giddy every day going to practice. But like it is interesting like to look at the wide receiver as well and to know like what the number one wide receiver was doing. Yeah.
2: Well you guys are clearly not floored like I am on him. Hey, but, but that's okay to be I just, different. this is this is one thousand percent bias here against Trubitsky and Allen. So look,
0: if and if it if works Trubisky out. Trubisky shows then... it to me
2: this year, we'll have the same talk next year and I'll say, you know what? Last year I had Allen Robinson floored and he finished a wide receiver or two. Until that happens though, I don't see him being wide receiver too. I could I, I could see him be twenty five.
0: Well, he also missed a full year, so like your your idea of what have you done for me lately is valid. Like that, you, yeah. You, like you can you can ask someone to show you
2: something before <laughs> believing in them. <laughs> I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head. Big name. Well, I guess our a- Alan Robinson is a big name.
1: He is a very big a, name.
2: He's a big name wide receiver. So I can't think of a big name wide receiver right now that went down with a season ending injury. Well, Odell. Think, but you
0: also hate him. So. And Odell <laughs> hasn't come
2: back yet, though he has. I mean, I have. I imagine he will come back and he will be Odell. But someone else who has proven to come back from a season ending injury, missing missing double digit games to come back and still be good. I just can't think of an example where I could possibly compare him and be like, "Oh, well he did it, so you know, Jordan." It's Reed. possible. Oh, Jordy Nelson I guess came back. Oh, uh, Jordan Jordan. He had, Aaron, Jordan he had Aaron Rodgers throwing to him.
0: You don't think Mitchell yeah. Trubisky, is I don't there think Mitchell Trubisky hit
2: Jordan Ellison is 60 yards down the field?
0: No, I don't either. Gotcha, so gotcha, what are gotcha. we doing next? Ceiling?
2: Ceiling. You pick. I mean, we could easily talk about Cobb. Ah, oh, Randall. Oh, Randall. Cobb, <laughs> the
1: one freaking stable piece in that offense that actually has some long, a long rapport. Yes. Uh, with with Rodgers, he's. I still remember when Cobb first came into the league. <laughs> He's got to be one of the safest picks, especially at his ADP. Um, Geronimo Allison? <laughs> Is he going to be a guy that steals targets from him? Maybe, I but I can't round. see anyone. I, I, I love Randall Cobb. So, Especially looking at the schedule with the Green Bay Packers this upcoming season, they have a extremely difficult schedule, especially for wide receivers. And Devontae Adams will be seeing those top corners. Cobb is going to be Mr. Reliable. You have a new piece in Jimmy Graham. Um, Geronimo Allison is someone that, when you look at um, the production that James Jones had out of the slot receiver position, I, I think there was one year he had six, was it sixteen touchdowns or something like a uh, thirteen I mean, touchdowns? He had a big year that one year. He had one insane year, and like, who says that he's going to play
0: slot? Like that's
1: Rob Randall definitely-
0: Cobb. geronimo
1: allison best bet for number three job number three job generally means slot yeah
0: yeah but uh, so like when i look at randall cobb he's like been the slot like i
1: love randall cobb oh i know i know he is one of those guys i love to target late that you know you're getting an rb a wide receiver too you have a wonder ceiling (laughs) I, i definitely see a ceiling year for him
0: oh yeah because like but i see him running out of the slot mostly because so like his success His against like zone. So this is uh, I'm getting into His what past like past
2: three, four years has been at the slot. That's why. Because you had Jordy as the X and then Adams is the flanker. Yeah. You got to put cops somewhere on the field. You're not going to bench him.
0: And he's, he's like perfect as a slot receiver. And he tears up zone coverage. 81.8% success rate last year in a down year. I've had Randall Cobb multiple years, uh, and also Jordy Nelson like multiple years. I've actually pretty much owned one of them at least every year for the last like five years, and like there are time there are plenty of times where Randall Cobb has outscored Jordy Nelson for like for good chunks of the season, yeah. and I think that a lot of people because he is injury prone just forget about how great of a receiver he is, how dynamic he is up the middle. Uh, you know, I think he's one of the league's, you know, most underrated and forgotten about receivers. And look, uh, Devontae Adams has the is the only person, I think, was it ever, to have double-digit touchdowns the last two years in a row or like in the last like 10 years or something like that.
1: 10 yeah. touchdowns last year with freaking Brett, Brett Hundley.
0: <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, like, Devontae Adams is a beast. However, I want to remind you that before Aaron Rodgers went down, Randall Cobb was having a great year. He was. And uh, if Randall Cobb can stay on the field, like, injury is a concern. But if Randall Cobb can stay on the field, if, if he finishes higher than Devontae Adams, I will not be shocked. I think that if Devontae Adams cannot find the red zone, and like you said, with a tough cornerback schedule, uh, if they just kind of throw him out there as the X and just throw him out there for dead and use these other guys uh, you know, to move the ball down the field, like I would not be so shocked at it. Not predicting it. I, you should still draft Devontae Adams. He's just a touchdown Absolutely. fiend, and he's a monster. But I just think that like I can see a world where it's just like... Oh, how did we forget about Randall Cobb?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And who do you think is at higher risk for injury between the two? Because Devontae Adams nearly died last year. Yeah. Well,
0: I don't. I'm surprised he's still walking. But, <laughs> right. I. I mean. Freak of nature. Randall Cobb is, I think, more uh, more of a Jordan risk. Reed of the wide receivers. Yeah, and he was just re- seen in a walking boot too, like that he yeah. just got out of. You know, it's it's a little dangerous with him. He
1: seems like he's one to have those nagging injuries of a groin hammy calf sort of injury that holds him back from week to week. But yeah, that could just be me.
0: No, he plays through I think it's like a shoulder injury that he's like played through a number of times. Gotcha. Yeah. Mike, your thoughts on Randall Cop?
2: I think he's more of a targets the yards guy. Like he'll definitely like I could see him chipping out six catches, seventy yards a week for you type of deal. Hmm. Whereas Devontae Adams, I'm not saying he's solely dependent on his touchdowns, but those play a huge aspect in him getting points. And I can see Devontae Adams. Yeah, Jordy's gone. And yes, tight ends go to um, Green Bay to die, but Jimmy Graham is a huge red zone threat. And I could see him eating away. (laughs) 22 touchdowns is 120 plus 12, 132 points. 132 of Devontae Adams' points the past two years have been from touchdowns. I can definitely see Jimmy Graham putting up a double digit spot. I've heard for Tutties this year and just stealing him away from Adams. Mm-hmm. And whereas Cobb doesn't depend on those touchdowns, he's the target yards guy, like I was saying. So he has he has this okay, we're talking about him being a ceiling guy. He is gonna definitely get higher than his ADP, but he has it's cause his floor I think is high enough is higher than what his ADP has him at. His floor, I have him as double digits every week, and I think that's just higher than what his ADP has him ranked at right now.
1: You know, I had read, I think it may have been Fantasy Pros doing an early listing of strength of schedule for wide receivers. Having Green Bay as one of the most difficult strength of schedules. But looking at it myself and knowing some of the the depth charts solely because of Madden. um, They have to play the Lions and the Vikings twice. Right. Those are still, yeah. Bears, I Kendall Fuller was one, but I can't name another.
2: Oh, yeah! Didn't they get it from Washington?
1: Yeah, and then you have uh, the Redskins. Josh Norman. I don't really buy into this year. The Bills can't name a corner. Niners, new and improved. Richard Sherman.
0: Yeah, but he only plays one side of the field, so you could just avoid right. him if you really wanted to.
1: Yeah, Rams got to go through. Marcus, Peter, Marcus Peters and Talib, The Pats. That's the game Mountain I'm going boat. to. Either. Huh? That's
0: a game I'm going to.
1: Oh, you are? Packers, Rams, LA. Dude. All
0: right, last guy on our list is Emmanuel Sanders. All right, I have him as my ceiling guy. While these two might disagree, but let me tell you why I think he's a ceiling. So last year, awful season, right? Uh, 555 yes. yards. 555, you know that is terrible for him that was third lowest of his career and the two other times he got that he didn't play full seasons he was like a rookie um like rookie and second year on pittsburgh uh, but and we ex- learned to expect more out of emmanuel sanders in 2014 1400 yards 2015 1100 yards 2016 a thousand yards all right now you know obviously we see that those plummeted stats last year and we get uh we get worried about it However, consider the quarterback play. I mean, Demarius Thomas had the worst season... That he's ever had, but people are still projecting him to have a bounce back year. I don't see why Emmanuel Sanders also can't have that bounce back year. I'm throwing out last year, new quarterback coming in in Case Keenum. Uh, I think he's gonna bring him back to a thousand yard season. And I think that Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be that main outside threat. And for an outside threat, we expect, you know, not as many catches, so around maybe like 70 catches, uh, but big yarded. So I see him hitting that a thousand yards again. And, you know, where you can get him now as a wide receiver three, I think that that is a steal for someone that's proven it time and time again. And his numbers last year could be answered by the awful quarterback play. So, like, what do you guys think about that?
1: I think that's very fair. I mean... So I, I was going to say that looking at years 2014 and 15, you have to remember that he is playing with Peyton Manning, a Hall of Fame quarterback. And so an 100-catch season with 1,400 receiving yards is out of the question, I think, at this point in his career. As great as I, I think Case Keenum can be, I still see him somewhere around 70 catches, might crack a 1,000 yards, four or five touchdowns. And I don't necessarily see him having anything more than a thousand yards or or a high touchdown rate they've been actually experimenting with demarius thomas in the slot and i think that's a tribute to the broncos drafting Coryland sutton in the second round product of the smu 6 195 runs a 4-5 guy's a bull you line him up on the outside and it allows more flexibility to to move demarius thomas who's definitely the more talented receiver in that locker room and you've never really been able to see that in years past looking at the previous wide receiving core they they hoped that they were going to get someone like that and cody latimore and benny fowler okay but neither guys were really a threat on the outside and by bringing in a rookie who although i don't expect all that much from him year one um i i think it it plays into the advantage for both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders but I I see it mainly going towards DT. We're supposed to be going against the
2: experts here but I mean I, I give the experts an A1, A plus rating on this he? Uh, 33 ADP that's if I had a rank them that's where I'd put him at so no no floor no ceiling I think he's just gonna fit in right in where they haven't projected to go.
0: Okay however so are you guys in agreement that he's going to get 1000 yards?
1: Yeah. I think he flirts with it. I I could, I can easily see him surpassing 1000 yards knowing his his proven track record and, and seeing reports of Case Keenum landing it up in camp. However, you have to take it with a grain of salt cuz everyone looks great in shorts.
0: Yes. And okay. everyone but, looks great in shorts. But okay, so let me give you <laughs> let me give
1: you the numbers for guys and Case
2: Keenum did do it last year. With Diggs and Thielen. He had two studs at wide receiver and they both reduced.
0: Let me give you guys the stats for guy like around wide receiver thirty-three for last year and see how mm-hmm. they would compare to what we expect out of Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, so Robert so Robert Woods, he had what Mike?
2: 56 receptions, 780 yards, and five touchdowns, but that was only in twelve games.
0: All right, and Marquise Goodwin had fifty-six for seven hundred and sixty-two yards and two touchdowns, and Ted Ginn only had <laughs> seven hundred yards uh, so I mean I think that I see when I see the 50 receptions, I see Emmanuel Sanders as more of a oh, I see him at least seven. Yeah, at least, so. um, yeah, at least se- seven at least seventy and at least at least to me, to me, I see him as an at least like 850, 900 yard guy. So I think that 33 is just like way too low for him. Now, I'm not putting him uh, like up there with like close to Demarius Thomas no way I think especially his move to the slot is gonna like solidify his role as the top guy he's gonna be the target monster but I see him finishing around like the the beginning of wide receiver three like you know like 26 27 like I can live with that now
2: that we look at these numbers more closely I I, I came into this thinking of him as a 70 reception 800 yard guy but sprinkle some touchdowns in there and that'll put him over what last year's 30s were low 30s were so I can see that yeah and And that's that's why that's that's why he's ADP yeah so you know what he's my ceiling pick too Zach
0: nice see that's what that's what we do here on the (laughs) challenge flag we change people's minds we change perspectives (laughs) <laughs> change the world even if it's well i'm enlightened
1: <laughs> i am going to sit on the couch with emmanuel sanders like he... jonathan
2: is posted up with his chips and soda ready to watch some football with emmanuel sanders
0: <laughs> emmanuel sanders will, like he'll just catch a few balls and then be like yeah i'm done for the rest of the game i'll go join jonathan on the couch <laughs> that's uh, where he belongs nice. well jonathan We thank you so much for joining us on the show. Your laughs, your insight. Uh, We appreciate you coming on, and we would love to have you again.
1: It was an honor having you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'd love to be back on, chat some more fantasy foosball with you guys.
0: Sounds great. Well, as great as it was to have Jonathan with us on the show, it is time for Mike and I to move into Flip flop so just a reminder for you listeners flip-flop is a segment where mike and i are going to go back and forth we're just going to be rapid fire pick in two players and we have to choose uh, which one of those guys uh if we were picking in a certain round who would we be taking so mike is going to start by asking me my flip-flop questions
2: so before we get into this flip-flop fun fact as julio is included in my first flip-flop Julio Jones' real name, according to Wikipedia, is Quintoris Lopez.
0: Uh, What's up with that? So if somebody <laughs> says that they're drafting Julio Jones, I'm going to be like, oh, there is nobody named Julio Jones. <laughs> that is
2: not no It is Quintoris. Wow. <laughs> Feel free to flag check me on that. <laughs> so, nope. Everyone has
0: to just believe it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody look it up.
2: <laughs> so, Zachary. Yes. Quintoris Lopez or Michael Thomas?
0: As much as I want to say Quintoris Lopez, right. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. You did Thomas. just say it. Yeah, I did. Uh, but no, that's not my pick. I'm going Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is my pick to be the number two behind Antonio Brown this year. You heard it here first. Old, but I can't say I disagree.
2: We got T.Y. Hilton or Doug Baldwin.
0: T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck throwing bombs in training camp. He's looking good. T.Y. coming out of the slot. Give me T.Y. all day.
2: Finally upgraded from that Nerf ball and is throwing an NFL football. <laughs> Demarius Thomas or Larry Fitzgerald?
0: Larry Fitzgerald. He needs was oh. it 97 catches to uh, to break that record, and they're gonna make sure that they give it to him. I can't can't pass on a guaranteed 97 catches.
2: Never thought of it that way. We got the Golden Tate or Juju Smith Schuster.
0: <sighs> That's kind of just a flip a coin, really. But uh, I think that I'm actually this time gonna go with Golden Tate. I love Juju. But I think that Golden Tate's going to have a bounce back here. Yeah, I would just go with the
2: number one over the number two, honestly. Yeah, agreed. And here we got Devin Funchess and Devontae Parker.
0: Kenny Stills is my ride or die, so I'm not allowed to pick Devontae Parker. Devin Funchess.
2: (laughs) In conclusion, go Cam.
0: (laughs) Go Cam, yeah. Nice. All right. All right, so... Time to flip flop on the flip flop, Mike. It is your turn. You are on the clock. Would you take, I'll mention him again, Michael Thomas <laughs> or Keenan Allen?
2: I can't imagine this is a serious question. I will be going with Michael Thomas hands down. He's definitely going to be as top 2. I'll go I'll go top 3. DeAndre might go off so Michael Thomas will fill in that 3 slot.
0: See, I put that question in there because I think Keenan Allen's a little bit higher than some people think. But moving on, Jarvis Landry or Chris Hogan? That
2: is that is very interesting. As Chris Hogan, we've seen his increased workload for the first four weeks, but I still think Jarvis is going to pull in a lot of targets and uh, still get those yards.
0: That was mine where I made that one, and I was like, ooh, good choices. <laughs> <Spicy>. <laughs> Will Fuller, Pierre Garçon.
2: Well Fuller to me is very boomer bust, and Garcon has been consistent since the day he was born. And as was previously discussed, he's a dinosaur, so he's been doing it for a while. So I'd have to go with Pierre Garcon.
0: He came out of the womb getting uh, 10 points a week in PPR. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, Randall Cobb or Cooper Cup?
2: I'm not being biased here as a Rams fan, but I'm going to have to go Cooper Cup. Last guy, this guy was third in red zone targets with 23 and with Sammy Watkins gun who ate up 10 of those targets for the Rams got to go somewhere and I could see Cooper Cup racking in three more targets to put him in at number one in the league
0: I like it I like it and last but not least Corey Davis or the just mentioned Sammy Watkins
2: I can never drive myself to own a Marcus Mariota wide receiver Sammy Watkins, he was the Ferrari that the Rams left in the garage all winter. But he's going to get it done over in Kansas. City.
0: So I got to ask you, are you putting uh, Marcus Mariota wide receivers on the same list as, <laughs> as n- Mitchell as, Trubisky? Well, I was going to say Mitchell Trubisky were the Allens.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, just be, I mean, not even, not even because of Mariota, just historically, I feel like they've been nothing special.
0: Da uh, yeah, I
2: I mean, Delaney Walker is another story, and we'll talk about him next episode.
0: Ooh, what do you know? Next episode will be tight ends, and then that is it for our rankings. We'll be moving into more uh, pre-drafting strategy for you guys, and then we're going to get really into comparing uh, different experts. I, If you checked out our Twitter, Flag underscore Challenge, I mentioned today that the first one we'll be looking at is Yahoo versus ESPN, so you're not going to want to miss that. But first, like Mike said, next week is tight ends. Thank you all for tuning in to the Challenge Flag. Take a look at us at iTunes, on Twitter at Flag Underscore Challenge. You can even now check us out on theFantasySportsGamingNetwork dot com. That would be the FSGN dot com. Hey, look, Mike, we love two things, right? We love fantasy football, and we love video games. This is true. And the Fantasy Sports Gaming Network.com, they put both of those things together. I know that uh, there's a few videos on there where there's guys playing Fortnite on Twitch, and they're also streaming their quarterback rankings or wide receiver rankings. Or if you're just into the fantasy football side of things, there's plenty of people that post on there that's, uh, that are just fantasy football-based. So whether it's video games, fantasy football, or a little bit of the mix of the both, you can still go check us out there. But Mike, give us your bold prediction on the way out. I'm
2: sitting here, my mouth is watering. I got me a slice of pepperoni pizza and plain pizza from, I don't know, Jojo's maybe. This looks fantastic. Nice thin pizza, crispy crust. You know what, we're from Jersey. We love our pizza. We got the best pizza in the country. New York ain't got nothing on us. Chicago either, Jersey style pizza.